0: You're listening to Dragon Quest FM, where we obsess over and talk about, one way or the other, Dragon Quest. Uh, Today, this is just me, BJ. And I'm going to be talking about Baldur's Gate 3, actually. Austin wasn't able to make it this week. And so I wanted to get at least part of an episode out, a small episode, where we had the feed where we could talk about something that uh, that I've been playing, kind of obsessing about, and uh, to be able to get any feedback from y'all about if you've been playing it and how you're looking at Die right now. I know we talked about it a couple of weeks ago, and I still... Haven't played Infinity Strash, uh, but I have been seeing a lot of the same criticisms that Austin brought up before about the different kinds of cutscenes, about the different kinds of content that was available. Um, having talked to Austin a little bit more about it since we first recorded, I wanted to bring up also that he said that he's having a good time with the dungeon at the end of the end of the game where once he beat it and he had access to this kind of uh never-ending dungeon i think it was the tower of recollection is what it was called that he ended up having a really good timing going through uh, and playing it quite a bit Uh, i asked him if we had if he was going to completely give it up now that we had done our done our episode on it that he had written his review for work and he said no that he was going to be playing it even more so that he was working on the the dungeon uh haven't heard anything because he's been traveling for the last uh the last week or so And has had to deal with things like that and uh, some personal stuff that's come up. So he's been having a little bit of a rough week this week uh, with travel last week on top of other personal stuff. So if you want to uh, reach out, let him know that you're thinking about him. uh, Tell him that he needs to hurry up and get back to the podcast. Whatever it is, uh, uh, just let him know that that he's loved and uh, that... uh, that we're thinking about it, And anyway, so I've been playing primarily Baldur's Gate 3 lately. I was not originally intending to get the game. Uh, I had heard everybody talking about it for when it was launched, when it launched, that it was fantastic, that it was wonderful, that it was like this this fantastic RPG that had never been, nothing had ever been done like this before, and I took that with a grain of salt. I was like, eh, of course, that, that's what that's what people say about everything. It can't be that revolutionary. And then I have a an in person D group that I play with every Thursday night. And I come in the week after it launched, and they were talking about waiting on it uh, to come to PS5. So the next week or whenever it was, we they came back in, and then they were obsessing over it like they were just talking about all of these really cool things that had happened in the game how their their games had changed just based on small things that they didn't think would make the game change and just the way that they were talking about it made me go get it i originally downloaded it on gog uh, because i saw that they do have a return policy and i'm glad that i did because i got it on gog on my computer first and it even on low my gaming laptop it's a Razer Blade. Uh, Couldn't handle it like it didn't like playing on my my uh, monitor and it ran a little bit better on just the laptop screen But I was still having uh, stuttering and performance issues with it So I did the refund Uh, Gog came through with that no problem at all and just had to took about a week week and a half uh, But I went and bought it on PlayStation Network. I bought it on PS5 And I've been playing it there since Uh, the reason I didn't get it there first is because I didn't know if I would like it and PSN doesn't really have a good refund policy and by a good refund policy, they might as well not have one at all because if you have started to download the game, not even that you've played it, if you've started to download the game, they won't refund it. Uh, so it is almost impossible to get one based on their, their policies. I'm sure they make exceptions though. Anyway, I started playing it there. I actually transferred the little bit of a save that I had from the PC to the, uh, PlayStation 5 because you can do that and I don't know if you can join games but you can definitely cross save between platforms uh, through your Larian account and so I decided that I was going to continue playing the same game I made a wizard a dragonborn wizard and y'all I fell in love with this game it's every bit as good as people said it was I didn't understand how it could be that good but just coming in and talking to other people who have played it our experiences have been different. There were things that I completely missed, like major, major features of the game that like quality of life parts that I just didn't find. That I was I went literally the other direction and never doubled back to to find something. And so for a long time, I didn't have a particular feature in my camp. And so it was really interesting to see how that kind of played out. And I've gone through, I'm near the end of the game now. I've spent about 110 hours uh, what my save file says. And I think that it's probably closer to 125 at this point because of resetting and uh, having to redo some battles. Having to get things where like my character may have gotten stuck. I didn't do a whole lot of uh, save scumming where I went through an entire section and then realized I didn't like my decision and went back. I only did that in one major section in Act 2, where I wanted to see what would happen with both of them. And I'm glad that I did, because you have to make a very major choice for one of your party members. And no spoilers, but I decided to go one way with it, and I decided to save Scum and see what happened if I went one way or the other, see what happened when I went both and i actually liked the decision that i hadn't intended to make better so i played for 30 minutes to an hour after that and realized no i need to go back i'm going to make the other decision and see where the story branches from there and that's the one that i ended up staying with and during my next playthrough because yes there will be another playthrough because there are other characters that you can have in your party that i didn't get to meet y'all I really didn't even get to see these characters while they were uh, recruitable. And so I want to play with a different party composition. I want to play with different kinds of uh, actual different characters to go through their side stories. And it is just so amazing how the developers have put this game together in order to make every single choice, just about every single choice you make, have a different branch and that will change something else in the game. you can't get this quest if this particular character died early on in the game or you can't uh, this quest will get marked as complete if you make this choice because that quest line no longer will work because you've made a different moral choice or you've made a decision uh, to abandon something or someone or someone died in combat. It's just really ridiculous how they have put everything together in the game like this to to be able to do that. I didn't think it was going to be what it is. That I've played like branching story games before and this is a whole new level. I know why it took all of the time that it did in development now. I'm really glad that I didn't do early access and consistently have to replay a lot of them, as they introduce new features, replay the game and stories and quests, but I'm looking forward to replaying it soon to see what happens when some of these things change. Uh, see what happens if I literally go right instead of left in some places. <laughs> like early on in the game, that when you first uh, get into the part of the world that you can explore rather than just the tutorial intro part, there is there are parts of it that, Honestly, and I say, say it like literally on this, if you choose the path to the left, it cuts off parts of the game that would have been open if you had gone to the right and continued on that direction. Uh, it's, it's really, really crazy uh, how even small choices of which actual physical path in the game you take will adjust the story and how different events play out. It's, it's really, really great. Um, Like I said, I'm about 110 hours in, and I'm, in terms of the story and everything, and I am out now. Uh, As of yesterday, last night, uh, as yesterday, I'm completely out of side quests. The problem here, though, is that I still have side quests that I want to finish, but I'm out of side quests that are listed as incomplete. Because... There are three acts in this game, and this is not going to be a spoiler uh, because, I mean, the game is called Baldur's Gate, uh, which is a city in the Forgotten Realms in D&D. You don't actually get to the city of Baldur's Gate. Everything is leading up to it. You get to the city of Baldur's Gate in Act 3. Act 2 ends when you find a, a travel point that says the road to Baldur's Gate 3 or continue on to the road to Baldur's Gate 3 or something along those lines, it will tell you that if you go into this new area that some storylines and quests won't be able to be completed. Uh, But it's told you that at this point in the game like three times and you've been able to go back. This is the one point in the game when you go to the city of Baldur's Gate that you cannot return to any previous area of the game. You can try, but it will not let you. There's no fast travel anymore. There, It won't let you go back through the path that you just walked through. Nothing. So if you have any quests that you want to finish up in Act 2, Act 1 or 2, you really, really, really must get them done before you move to Act 3. Because the only time in the game that I've found when it actually... Matters that you follow the. Remember, you're going to a new area and you're going to not be able to complete some of this stuff. The only time that's mattered is moving into Act 3 when you go to the city of Baldur's Gate. So if you're playing it, if you're uh, going through in a completionist and want to do as much as you possibly can in a single playthrough, do not go into Act 3, into the road to Baldur's Gate, until you are complete and ready not to be able to turn around. Now, I've heard some people say that Act 3 is the worst part of the game. I've seen some reviews. Austin was telling me that some of his co-workers were talking about Act 3 being the weakest, and I can see why they say that, that there is a lot of meandering. There's not nearly as much of the main story that you're moving across, uh, moving through, I guess, but there is so much space in Baldur's Gate that they really did, a, and the city of Baldur's Gate in the game, not just the game itself, the city of Baldur's Gate, that there's so much room, there's so many neighborhoods, there's so many areas such as Lower City and and uh, Rivington outside, that there are the, out, the towns on the outskirts, kind of the suburbs, that it's so big and there are so many side quests that tie into stuff that you had done previously as well. These tie into the stuff you did in act one and act two as well. And it's just good. Um, Yes. The main story is weaker here. Uh, There are tasks that you have to do. There are quests that you can complete and you can barrel through it if you want to. uh, And you'd be able to move through it much more quickly than I have. But I think at this point I've spent, maybe I, I don't know the exact hour point that I went over But I'm certain I've probably spent 40 hours in Act 3 alone, just exploring the city, doing all of these quests, going through these minor dungeons that are so much fun to do. It's not like the the kind of thing in Skyrim where you walk around and then you're like, oh, look at this cave, I can go in. But it's that sort of thing where you go into a new area of the town and there are always new things to explore. There are sewers to explore and crypts to explore and tombs uh, in the graveyard. Like actually you can go into some of the tombs and explore and see what's going on. And I'm the kind of guy who reads the books that I find Who uh, and you get quests that way sometimes or you advance quests that way sometimes. Uh, so I'm always checking out all, all of the different uh, like pieces of debris that are around, and there's just so much. I don't understand how this game actually got made as quickly as it did. If I'm being honest, because even with like the the years and years of development that it went through, there is so much in here that, as a writer, I can't comprehend writing all of this. That that I I haven't seen a word count on how much is in Baldur's Gate, like dialogue and and side text from books and things like that, as well as the main story uh, branches and different things. I'm really curious on word count because this... I don't see how this isn't the biggest game ever made in terms of, of word count, just based on how the, the game works. But all of that to say... I'm fairly certain that even though once I start moving into the last area of the game, and I say last in quote air quotes here because I don't know if it's the last area of the game, it's just where I am right now and I don't have anywhere else to go as I move into this area. There might be up to two more areas uh, to explore after I complete these quests uh, because Boulder's Gate and being the uh, knowing about it from D&D itself... There is another area of the city called Upper City. I'm in Lower City now where all the basically the, the commoners, the normal people, the merchants uh, and 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 lower like the, the lower class uh, folks live near the in the slums. Uh, and refugees are being held here, that kind of thing. Um, and yes, held here like they're not being treated well that uh, there is an upper city, which is where all of the rich people live and the, the uh, uh, like magistrates and, and aristocracy, and I haven't been there yet. I know that there is an upper city because of looking at some of the trophies on PS5, but that's all I know. I don't know how long it takes. I don't know what kind of exploration and quests are there. I just know that I will see it eventually, and if it's like Lower City, it's going to take me another however many hours, dozens of hours to, to get through So I have no idea. I love this game, y'all. I can't recommend it enough. And the worst thing about it is, yes, that it takes so much time. Uh, My wife has come in a number of times and asked me, like, how long have you played this game? Does this game ever end? And I'm like, I don't think so. I think it just keeps going. And it really might. I don't know. Um, But uh, it is only digital as well. One thing that you should know is that even though I think there's going to be a physical collector's edition eventually, I don't think it's out yet. It's still only going to have a download code for it, and it's big. This game is like 140 gigabytes. Uh, I had to clean off a bunch of my, bunch of my hard drives, both on my both on my computer when I downloaded it, and on my on my PS5. So make sure you have the space for it if you do it, because it is only. Digital is only install, and that's uh, the only way you can get it. Uh, if you do get it on GOG, it is one of those places where it's DRM-free. Remember that uh, you can download your own installer uh, with all of the files later, so you don't have to worry about the DRM being taken away someday, like on PSM with the server shutting down, or the or Steam with it being uh, removed at some point. All of that is the reason that I always try to go to GOG when I can. So. You know, unless there's like a Steam sale, I'm gonna do that, of course. But uh, like us all. But anyway, I highly suggest it. I think that all of you would enjoy it, and yes, I mean every single one of you. Uh, no, I don't. If if you, it is a great strategy RPG because it uses turn-based D and uh, fifth edition combat. Uh, it's altered from fifth edition to to you know make the lack of a dungeon master and uh, actual video game playthrough uh, work much smoother change some feats things like that uh, how different things interact but all in all i love this game it's my game of the year so far and i don't see how anything uh honestly could surpass it um i have really high hopes for dragon quest monsters i really think it's going to be a lot of fun and it's going to take a lot of time from me in december spider-man 2 comes out oh my god i think spider-man 2 comes out today maybe Uh, Looking at the date on here, and uh, that one is going to be fantastic, and I can't wait to uh, play it and watch my wife play it, but I really think that uh, based on, um, they would have to be truly exceptional games in ways that I'm not expecting for them to, to beat Baldur's Gate 3, so... That's uh, that's my ramble about it, my rant on how fantastic it is and why each and every one of you should go out, purchase it, and uh, beg them for uh, you just using this engine to tell more stories with DLC or uh, another sequel or whatever it is. But we need it. Uh, I need more of it, and I'm not even done with it yet. So uh, thanks for listening. Uh, hopefully next week Austin and I will be back together. And if you want to reach out to us, we're on Twitter at, at @DragonQuestFM. Uh, we're on, um, I'm on Twitter as at Professor Beach. Austin is on Twitter as at Quaustin, as well as Blue Sky. Uh, and if you want to support this podcast uh, monetarily, you can check out patreon.com slash Dragon FM and uh, consider becoming a patron. Uh, Thank you guys for listening, and I will see you. Well, I will talk to you next week. Bye.